Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. It's amazing what happens when we surrender and when you actually start to follow your bliss and honor your bliss, of course, there's there's fears that come up in that and it doesn't mean okay now that I'm following my bliss and following my passion I'm going to be happy forever and there's not going to be any challenges it's just that as challenges arise you turn those challenges into powerful lessons not lessons that come from your mind working out why the challenge happened and then strategizing as to how that problem can never resurface again because you want to avoid pain but actually just deeply listening to what that challenge is telling you. So do you know that Edison, the guy who invented the light bulb, 1,000 times before he got it right, Oprah Winfrey was told that she's a terrible public speaker and turned away from television. Who, who knows KFC, Colonel Sanders' recipe? That, that got rejected over 100 times, right? There are so many stories about people who have become very, who have left legacies on the planet and have gone through so many tribulations and challenges and yeah, spaces of like, wow, what if I, what if I don't have any food to feed myself with next week? And that is all part of the journey. So I'm not suggesting, as I said yesterday, that you all get home and quit your jobs. But what I am suggesting is that when you feel clear to do that, when you feel relaxed in that, when you feel ready to, ready to fall back onto that web and shift your own shamanic infrastructure by feeling what there is to feel, seeing what there is to see, moving, moving energy through your body, then, then you know that there's actually, it's like it just happens. Everything just starts happening. And that choice that Sai was talking about, it's like, okay, if you're choosing something that's not in alignment, you're going to feel contraction. You're going to feel a pinch in your belly. You're going to feel... Uh, and if you're, if you're choosing something that is in alignment, you're, you're following your bliss, right? So, so you may go, okay, right, actually, I want to leave my job and go and see my child who lives in England that I haven't seen for three years. That just happened with a client last week. And you choose that and you feel good and you're following your bliss, but then all the fears come up. And the what I would suggest is that you face the fears before you make the leap, that that's part of the leap, that you feel that part of you that's leaping and you're like, oh, fuck, and, you know, and I loved what you said about, you're like, yeah, but you have to catch me. I mean, I make similar deals. I'm like, fuck, not this again, and, you know, like, fucking choose this, and, like, I choose this, I choose this, and then the fears come up and I need to express and release those fears through my body. And I have to watch the thoughts that are telling me what I can and can't do. And I'm working with the roots, right? I'm not just going, okay, I want to be in England with my son. 
I'm going, okay, this is what I want. This is where my bliss is. What's the work that I have to do here first? That is always so important, right? So, and when Tara told her story, it's like before she actually left her job, we worked with that for a good couple of months, yeah? And, you know, even before that, when she was in that space of I don't know what to do, my soul is in spirituality and security is here. She actually left her husband, left spirituality, left India behind and went, okay, I'm just focusing everything on work, right? And so she made that choice because at that point, that was the easiest choice. And the road that's less traveled by everyone, by humans in general, is always the road that requires us to feel more deeply. But the, the crazy thing is that the level to which you're willing to face your fears and face your pain is the level, to, is the level of pleasure you're going to feel. Because if you're numbing yourself to the fears and to the pain or turning away from that, then how much pleasure is actually available? So whilst at that point in her life, she went, actually, if I just go the spirituality path right now, there's just way too much fear in my system. And she didn't know how to deal with that at the time. So I'm going to opt for this, which seems like the easier option. And it was easier on her nervous system at that time. However, in the long term, how much pleasure is available in that? It's like we rob ourselves of our ultimate in order to just not feel short term what that brings up for us. Yeah. And all all three of us and everyone I know who's taken that leap and done the work that's in the, you know, the roots, the unseen work, have always attracted exactly what they need and keep attracting exactly what they need. And, and that's what naturally begins to happen in your life. So everyone take a deep breath. <sighs> and just closing down the eyes for a moment. Connect with your fears around money, your worries about money, your relationship to money. There's usually two types of people in the world. There's those who worry endlessly about money and hold on to it and save and tight asses because there's so much stress in letting it go there's this lack of mentality that if I give then there's not going to be enough and what if something happens in the future when I need it and there's all this focus on the future plan and then what I was discussing earlier about the unconscious telepathic agreements that we make that say that we need to prepare for retirement and then there's the other type of people who just kind of throw money away and spend it as soon as they get it because they don't actually value themselves enough to fully receive it and to allow it to bless their lives in a way that, yeah, they can, they can experience the comfort 
that they desire in all areas of their life and freedom to travel, to help people if they want. It's like they don't feel worthy of the goddess. So they spend her straight away and there's this kind of energy of like sometimes tied in with that is an unconscious belief that money is evil as well. So whereas the first lack mentality, there's, there's underlying beliefs that money doesn't fall on trees, we've got to work hard to get money, money's something that we need to accumulate and save, we need to prepare for our future, God forbid we actually enjoy our money now. The beliefs of someone who spends a lot of money is that they're not actually really feeling the value of it. They're not feeling the value of going, oh, wow, where am I putting this money? What am I receiving from this money? Am I receiving good food? Am I receiving a luxurious, beautiful space to sleep? Am I giving to someone I love? Am I traveling to a new and beautiful place? Am I treating myself to clothes that feel nice on my skin? So... Start to consider where, where are you? Are you more, are you someone who more focuses on lack and you're scared to spend and you don't think you're worthy of spending money? You think you need to plan for the future? Or are you someone who more spends very quickly and don't, you don't think you're worthy of keeping it? Both come down to self-worth. Is there a part of you that thinks that if you don't have money, that makes you more noble? And these beliefs are usually unconscious as you connect with the energy of money. Are you receptive to it? Or, are you, or is there a part of you you're discovering that's pushing it away? Is there a greedy part of you that's like, I want more, I want more, I want more, and you're dependent upon money? for your happiness and your security. And maybe you have a completely healthy relationship to money. If you do, that means that there's this yummy, like, mm, enjoyment as you feel into money, but also a non-attachment to it at the same time. It's an interesting balance. When you receive money, do you actually receive it? Do you hold it with gratitude? Do you feel it? Like, oh, wow. What if you treated money like a goddess and every time you held it, you were, you were present with that and you appreciated it? And every time you gave it, you really, you don't just give away the goddess without discernment, do you? What if you, when you bought something, you actually brought awareness to, to the goddess that you're giving. Is what you're putting your money towards worthy of the goddess? So that nice juicy feeling you have, we're going to go to the opposite of that for a moment. So if you're someone who's more focused on lack, Start to get real with that. If you're someone who's more focused on giving it away, 
If we're holding on to money tightly and worrying that there's not enough, we're not really loving her. We're holding her back. If we're giving it away too freely and we're not really giving it with discernment, we're also not loving her. So feeling that, feeling where rather than loving money, there's either a greed for her or a disrespect of her. So now there comes a miracle moment in the space where as a collective soul, we can all choose to love money. And anything that's done as a collective is always more potent than something that's done individually. So, who wants to start loving money? Not, not trapping her? Not trapping her and not just giving her away too freely. Imagine money as an energy that has a whole consciousness of it in its own right. And that there are beings connected with that consciousness that you can talk to, that you can get support from, that you can employ. That actually, you know, sometimes I had to come up with eight grand for my daughter at one stage. And I said to I spoke to Money and I said to her, can you sort this out for me? I had no idea how it was going to happen. And a retreat that I'd ran the year before, there was someone who came and she didn't pay and I actually just completely forgot about it. Lucky I've got Tara now. Can't even imagine how many situations like that happened. And she messaged me and said, I'm so sorry it's taken me so long. Here's the money for the priest-priestess training. That was four grand. Oh, three and a half. And then two days after that, someone wanted to buy a session package for the year. And then I borrow, borrowed the rest from a friend, which I returned to her very quickly. I've never, ever asked money to sort something out for me that she hasn't sorted out. And there's two reasons for that. One, because I have a really good relationship with her and I know she will. And two, because like any energy, when you're willing to dance with it and respect it and enter the field of, of it, it supports you. There was a stage, that stage I was saying with Aliyah where we were pouring a lot more money in, things were changing and we had a lot more retreats on than ever and I went into this bit of fear state and it was fucking crazy, wasn't it, what was happening to me. It was like my car, something, I've got like a not very old BMW. Something happened to the car. Then I got a huge bill for something else. Then I went to get my passport and she said, well, you need this passport before your next one. And I said, no. And I was traveling to Europe the next week and she cut my passport and I'm like, oh, I'm going to Europe next week. She said, you just said you weren't going. I'm like, but I forgot that and I didn't know you were going to cut it. 800 bucks. And it was fucking crazy. And I'm like, shit, this is how most people probably live when they start worrying about money. Because I've, I've, I've worried about money 
three times in my life. And each, each time that it's happened, I didn't put this together till this third time, I've just attracted more, like, more lack. And the sh if... You know, there are people who say to me, I want to learn shamanism. Where did you learn shamanism? And there's lots of amazing things you can learn about shamanism. But I would say, like, just a principle that's very easy to apply that anyone can apply to tap into the field of being, being shamanic and working shamanically is to really face the truth. And I feel like I can say this with absolute certainty. It's the truth. Where your attention goes, that is where energy flows. It's been scientifically proven, right? You give someone, they had, they had a room of a thousand people, right? And they said to everyone, we're going to give you this, this pill. We've done experiments on it. This is the state that it's going to put you in. Half of the room were given a pill that had nothing in it. The other half were given the pill with this particular chemical in it. The whole room had the same experience. That's how powerful suggestion is. So the first thing that you can do to change your relationship with money is to start watching the thoughts that you have, to start having more awareness. Like when you pay for something, I had, I had a client a few weeks ago and she always goes to the bakery even though she's trying to lose weight and she knows that it's not good for her, she's actually gluten intolerant, she still goes to the bakery. She's like, it's like this uncontrollable urge. And I said to her, why are you giving the goddess to something that's not good for you? She's like, what? I said, you are handing over the goddess to put something into your body that's going to make you feel shit and that's going to d distract you, detract from your intention at the moment, which is to shed weight. And think about it. How much awareness do you have when someone gives you money or when money appears in your bank account? Are you actually looking at that and going, thank you? Or when it's coming out, is that all you focus on? Like every time Tara transfers money into my account, I'll do a little rich, I'll do not like a big glamorous ritual, but I'll look at that and I'll connect with that and I'll give thanks to her, I'll give thanks for the energy of money coming in, I'll give thanks for whatever it's going to allow into my life, I'll give thanks for the safety that it provides for my children and I really don't even notice money, I don't, notice money going out. I don't even know what goes out of my account. Tara usually does it. And I'm completely trusting with the energy because I know just from my experience that it's it just if I'm in alignment it will always flow in. It's undeniable to me. And if you read all of the success books, right? Any, you know, Abraham Hicks, Napoleon Hill, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, all of those classics, they will tell you the same thing. That if you think the right thoughts and if you have an attitude of gratitude 
I know it sounds cliche, but it's just something spiritual. I mean, something simple that a lot of spiritual people forget. It's like, where's your attitude? Where are your thoughts? Are, are you actually, when, you, when you're paying for something, are you going, wow, thank you, and giving credit that you have it to pay for? Are you noticing value given for value received? Are you knowing your own value and asking for what you're worthy of? when you offer a service to someone. Because that principle of value given for value received is really important. It's like the more that you value yourself, the more that you know that, you, that you're worthy of the money coming in. And I know that some people get very challenged in the spiritual community by how much money I make. I don't give a fuck. Because I know my own integrity. And I know that actually the less you charge sometimes, it means the less people will put into the work. And I know that I'm worthy of it. And I know it's worth it for them to put that investment in. And that whatever money is coming in is just an energy like anything else. You know, I don't think, am I worthy of having a shower? Am I worthy of having being blessed by the water that's touching my body and cleaning me or jumping into the ocean? I'm, I wouldn't be like, oh, I shouldn't jump into the ocean every day. That's a bit greedy. <laughs> right? It's the same principle. It's like, why fucking not? Why can't you be blessed with abundance? And I feel into it. It's like, and tr trust, trust myself, trust my intuition. And then that can come into it. So the first thing is, what are your thoughts around money? Can you rewire those to be more conducive to a field of abundance? Yeah? In every book, it's pretty straightforward. And I would suggest that if you have a really unhealthy relationship with money, you do some affirmations every day. Like, I'm open to receiving the bounty of the goddess. Money comes in easily and effortlessly. If you have that lack mentality, you know, affirmations like that, there's some affirmations in the manual that you'll all receive. Or if you're someone who just spends really quickly and you don't know your worth, I'm worthy of receiving money. I give money with awareness around what I'm putting money into. You know, I've, I've had people in my life who actually, maybe you all know people like this, they can't have more than like $500 at a time. They have to spend it. Who knows people like that? Or like a thousand, whatever it is. It's like, and they don't even know they're doing it, but it's like, oh, shit, I've got money. I've got to spend it. And they'll just spend it on anything. And it's because of this unconscious patterning that's deeply set in their psyche that either it's not spiritual to have money, they're not worthy of it, or that money is bad. And they're strong... Collect it's because money has created so much fucking problems in the world. Right? But actually, so has religion, so has spirituality, so do relationships, so does everything. <laughs> So, like, Tantra is about not shying away from anything. It's like it's all God. Money is God. Just like everything is. And if, if you imagine energy of, of anything, relationship, money, like a flowing river, right? It's, it's our thoughts often that just put boulders in the way of that. So the, the flow of money is always there and it's unlimited. There's so much money in the world, right? We place limitations on it. And then, like, wherever our flow isn't going, someone else is going to flow with that. 
It's, it's simple. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Elia Tantra School or visit elia.com.au. See you next time. Thank you.